This is a shock podcast. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Podball Sportscast, the podcast that inherited a tilapia farm from our late uncle because we were his main beneficiary. Ouch. <laughs> Today, we have Nicholas Barracuda John. Hello, hello. And I am Faisal Blobfish American, but I have the short-term memory of a goldfish. Did you also mention I have a poor memory like a goldfish? <laughs> Uh, today, we are going to start with Borussia Dortmund's Jude Bellingham and his next club, which is not Liverpool. This is something that been, we've been meaning to talk about for yonks now. We're finally getting around to it because we're lazy. Now, after what seemed to be years of rumours linking Liverpool with Bellingham and a veritable photo album's worth of him hanging out with Liverpool players while on international duty, it seems the Reds have uh, finally given up on signing him. According to multiple reports, Liverpool ended the pursuit because of money. Apparently, Dortmund wanted something like £130 million and uh, that was out of Liverpool's price range. Uh, Hands up, Nick. If you did not see this coming, I mean, this is a team that hardly spent anything during any of the past transfer windows. Yeah, I, I think what we have here is a combination of, on one side, a club that refused to spend you know, any significant amount on new players, and then another club that is adamant on getting the highest price possible for its biggest asset. Uh, from Dortmund's point of view, I mean, you, you kind of see where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that Bellingham is their best player, but he's definitely their biggest attraction, the biggest name there. Mm-hmm. And, and he's up and coming. And he's up and coming. Yeah. You know, very highly rated. And if every major European club wants to sign your top asset, wouldn't you try and milk it for every cent that you can get? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also from Liverpool's perspective, it's like you mentioned, it's not surprising uh, that they are refusing to loosen the purse strings again. Uh, I, I'm actually quite surprised that they were even linked with Bellingham in the first place, you know, knowing the kind of price tag that comes along with such a player. <laughs> or, or that it took them this long to actually give up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know why they kept up this whole charade. We know Liverpool doesn't like to spend big. <laughs> why they kept this up for so long, I don't know. Now, the way I look at it, uh, Liverpool were trapped between a rock and a hard place. I mean, they do need a massive squad overall, especially in midfield. We mm. talked about this. Uh, so they had two options. Splash the cash on one extremely talented player, <clears throat> i.e. Bellingham, and hope that he can paper over the cracks in midfield. Or maybe spread the cash around, buy several cheaper players to give them more midfield options. Uh, what do you think would be the better choice? I'm thinking maybe number two. Yeah, I, I think in Liverpool's case, their circumstances require a lot more than just one player. Like you said, they need a midfield Overhaul, you know, mm. everything from, from a midfield enforcer, someone to hold the fort to creative players to drive the attack. So I, I don't think it would be a wise decision to splash the cash just on Bellingham alone. And, you know, midfield is, is they, they call it the engine room of the team, right? So mm. it's not a department where you want to be papering over your cracks. It better be rock solid. And, and the only way to do that is, uh, to get several, the, the, the several players that they very badly need. Mm-hmm. Okay, now the Liverpool issue aside, do you actually see him leaving Dortmund this summer or 
maybe stick around maybe one more year. I think it's inevitable that he will leave uh, Dortmund. I mean, when you have the likes of, you know, Real Madrid and, and PSG and all mm. knocking on your door, it's only a matter of time before you leave. The, the, the only question is exactly where he goes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it, it's only a matter, mm-hmm. a matter of time before he, he leaves Dortmund. Yeah, you mentioned City, Real and all that. And then there's always the constant threat of uh, him being poached by Bayern. <laughs> Speaking of Liverpool, they thrashed Leeds a 6-1 for their first EPL win in five matches. Yay! Uh, Mo Salah and Diogo Jota both scored a brace. So the last win was the, was, um, the 7-0 win against United, right? Yeah, if, if I'm not mistaken. So it, it's been a while for them. <laughs> yeah, but when they win, they win big. <laughs> 7-0, 6-1. Um, mathematically, Liverpool are still 8th in the standings, 9 points off Champions League qualification. So mathematically, they can still get 4th. Maybe and maybe I've got a chance to have a date with a hot supermodel. Yeah, and mathematically, uh, Man United can still win the EPL title this season. You know? uh, look, like you said, the win over Leeds was their first league victory in five matches. So it it's not the kind of form that's going to get you a place in the Champions League. Um, there is, of course, the possibility that they can improve between now and the end of the season. But um, we will really have to see whether they can maintain this momentum or not. You know, mm-hmm. because if it's just a, a blip, I mean, like a, a positive blip, like they win this one and then they start, you know, dropping points again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then it, uh, top four is not going to happen. Now, as for the other top four candidates, Manchester United beat Nottingham Forest 2-0. Uh, Newcastle lost 3-0 to Aston Villa. Tottenham had a 3-2 loss to Bournemouth. Uh, <laughs> If this form heads up, maybe Liverpool. Has <laughs> uh, Chelsea, being Chelsea, suffered a third defeat in all competitions with a 2-1 loss to Brighton. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Do you have that sad trombone sound? <laughs> now, as for the big one, EPL leaders Arsenal suffered another late collapse. Uh, for the second consecutive game, they blew a two-goal lead to end up with a 2 all draw with West Ham. Uh, meanwhile, second-placed Man City beat Leicester 3-1, meaning the gap with Arsenal is now just four points. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much danger is Arsenal's title bid and why is it 15? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to use your scale, uh, but, but, but I will say the, the title race is still 50-50. Uh, look, Arsenal really need to figure out how to kill off matches. Like you said, it's mm. the second game in a row where they've they've let a two-goal lead slip. And and even besides that, they've shown on more than one occasion that they have a tendency to lose focus, especially mm. when the match goes on. Um, and you can't afford to do that if, if you're challenging for the title, right? Mm. City, on the other hand, are on an absolute role. They are in the form of their lives. Erling Haaland himself is in the form of his life you know, mm. and, and contributing to its city as well. Uh, the momentum is clearly in their favour. But the only reason I say the title race is still 50-50 is that Arsenal have the luxury of focusing on the EPL title race, mm. whereas City have the distraction of the FA Cup and especially the Champions League, mm. which has been kind of City's, you know, Moby Dick, you know, the one mm. that, that keeps getting away. So they will have a lot of their focus and resources dedicated to the European push. So for that reason alone, I think Arsenal still have a chance of nicking it. Is this season the their best bet to actually win it? 
I think so. I mean, I don't think they have a cat in hell's chance next season because obviously Arsenal, um, City are going to rebuild yeah. with the resources they have. They can buy practically anybody in, in the world. Exactly. Right? City had a blip this season. Arsenal, if they want to replicate this form next year, it's going to be yeah, it's possible. It's going to be a, a lot more difficult. Uh, like you said, you know, the, the stars kind of aligned mm. for them to get to the position that uh, f- to get Arsenal to the position that they are in now. This is yes, I agree. They're their best opportunity. If if they mess this one up, uh, I I don't it think it could be another decade. Yeah, it could getting... be a very long time before it happens again. And there's also talk now that that. Uh, Arteta could be poached mm-hmm. sometime in the summer. So yeah, PSG it, wasn't it? Uh, he's linked to PSG, Real Madrid. You know, mm-hmm. practically you know most big European clubs. So if that happens, then that's like another rebuilding process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so even longer for that. Add another ten years. Yeah. As for the Champions League uh, this week, we will have the decider between Bayern Munich and Man City. Although, if I'm being honest, it was already decided last week, right? City won 3 0. Same with Chelsea and Real Madrid. Real only have a two goal advantage, but come on, it's Chelsea under Frank Lampard. <laughs> you never know. No, actually, yeah, you know lah. <laughs> also, AC Milan take on Napoli with a 1 0 aggregate lead. Inter have a 2 0 advantage against Benfica. As for the Europa League, Sevilla host Manchester United with uh, the game currently level at 2-all. Roma are chasing a 1-0 deficit against Feyenoord. Juventus have a slender 1-0 advantage against Sporting Lisbon. And, uh, and uh, Bayer Leverkusen and uh, Union Saint-Gelois are tied at 1-all. You just love saying that, don't you? <laughs> Union Saint-Gelois. Union Saint-Gelois. Yeah. yeah, but like I called it you know, in our last show, Sevilla could be United's... Banana skin and mm. look, 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 it's happening. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just see what happens at the end of the week. Uh, we'll talk more about that on Friday if it's not Hari Raya. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it is Hari Raya, then you know, Slamat Hari Raya. Yeah, Slamat Hari Raya. Uh, if it's not, we'll talk to you again on Friday. Um, that's all for this episode of the Podball Sportscast. Thanks for listening, our marvelous fans, and uh, thanks to our semi hardworking producer, <laughs> Yasmin. <laughs> I am Faisal American. And I'm Nicholas John.